0: From the great state of texas you are now listening to skip the noise podcast a rounded edge media production thank you so much for joining us and by us for tonight's program it's going to be a little bit different the lineup has changed uh with the absence of mexican nostradamus and as you if you follow us on instagram you'll know uh he's got some family situations to take care of but he will be back shortly and at that time we'll go into details of what's going on there i'll let him uh, explain all that but we do have rick aka the brown python on the program of course, myself, Benjamin James, and uh, if, I won't get mad if you if you call me Binky from here forth. So that just let that be on the record. But uh, we do, like I said, no Mexican, no Sardamis. We are very excited. We've got a couple of guests on the program tonight uh, that we are very excited uh, to get into some of these uh, topics and get their viewpoints on those. Uh, first and foremost, we have uh, Doc, who he hosts the Lamp Vicious podcast. And I will let you, sir, kind of explain um, what you do and, and your show and, and the organizations that you uh, work with.
1: Okay, great, great. Um, as you can see, I'm live from Las Vegas. So, uh, see in the background. My name is Patrick Doc Francis, and uh, I am the, uh, one of the co-hosts and founders of the Lamp Vicious Podcast, uh, also known as the Podcast with a Purpose. Uh, So on our show, um, it is derived from our nonprofit, which discusses um, things that's going on in the community, such as financial literacy, uh, mental health awareness and physical fitness. So um, if you're into anything like that in the community, if you're doing something in the community, uh, we are uh, we're looking for people to get on the show. We have it every night, Tuesday at 715. We've been doing it since July of last year. And uh, we pretty much had a show every Tuesday, uh, every week, except for the Christmas holidays. So uh, we've been rolling with that.
0: Absolutely. And then also on the program, Ms. Shazi, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us about a little bit about what you do.
2: Hey, everyone. Yes. So um, I do invite Shazi. Um, I also have my own streaming um, show that I do every now and then. It, it was pretty consistent at first, but then I started working in retail, so my schedule has made that not BS consistent, but it's called Shazi's World Live. You can find it on YouTube or Instagram. I'm also a blogger, a fashion and lifestyle blogger here in Houston, and I'm an ex-engineer going through a career change into interior design. So I've just got a whole, and I'm just passionate about a great many different things. So I'm just super excited to be on the show. And thank you so much for thinking of having me on here tonight.
0: Oh yeah. No, thank you guys. The, uh, the pleasure is all ours. Uh, Rick, yep, so yep. what, um, Big, I mean, the topic right now, the first and foremost, that well, there's a couple things, but um, th- there's some ramifications of a direction that's going uh, in our country. So, with the voter restrictions, Georgia, Texas, Rick, what do you want to kick yeah. it off and,
3: and, and yeah, get into what's going on with course. that? Of course. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, so, one, one thing that's been going on in the news lately is the um, Georgia, they call it voter restrictions. It's just the, the voter uh, reform that they have in Georgia. Uh, you know, one thing that we do is here at skip the noise. Is we skip the noise of the media. You know, the the narratives that the media tries to push and so forth. Um, and I, I honestly, it, it's voter reform. I I'm more bothered by the way that the corporations have reacted to this. Um, corporations that have nothing to do with uh, public policy, like Delta, Coca Cola, um, and now the MLB, who's decided to move their game uh, out of Atlanta and into into Denver. Um, it, you know, all, just the entire story is is a complete, you know, part of my friends is shit show um, with respect to what's been happening and and the circus around it. Um, you know, some of the things that are in this law, they're not restrictive at all. Um, I believe uh, what's been going on is, you know, since the since COVID happened, you know, they instituted the mail-in balloting. And absentee balloting. And one of the things that this law does is it actually solidifies that. Of course, with some restrictions, um, with some actual rules. I think last, you know, the last time the last election was implemented, uh, it was done kind of haphazardly, you know, mail-in-balloting and so forth. And it presented a lot of problems, a lot of speculation during the election. And I think what this does is it allows for mail-in balloting, but it gives it it gives it rules now. It's more structured, it's not put together right away. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure it's restrictions. Uh, I think, you know, people read into the law, especially conservatives, they may not be too happy about it, but, um, you know, that's just the way it is. I'd well, like to get your thoughts you, on it. What's
0: that? I mean, do you, uh, just a question. Do you think with the climate though, that it does, I mean, the timing of it, you can see why the media, whether it's, uh, I mean, conservatives will say, oh, they're painting a picture, they're creating a narrative. But I mean, you have to admit that the timing of this does seem like it's it is restrictive it is the more in other words why not back end it and try to support all these new ways to voting as opposed to cutting them and i don't know that's just my thoughts but i'd like to hear what
3: yeah yeah of course well yeah
0: i want to kind of turn it over to our guests too to see what's y'all's thoughts on on these of course these new the legislation yeah rick's going to talk over the entire show and and harder. we've got guests on the program, man. Let's cool. let them speak.
2: Hey, know, that's cool. No, I, I appreciate the introduction. Like, I wanted I to hear in. your part first, because of course, you know, I think both Doc and I, we kind of lean a little bit more liberal. And to me, um, I mean, I know this this has come down to a re- Republican conservative versus liberal Democrat type of thing when it comes to the voting thing. But really also as an African-American female, I just see some issues with some of the things that they're trying to do. I, I actually can stand for, you know, trying to make sure absentee ballots are legit, legit and mail-in ballots are legit. I, I'm okay. I think that's, you know, I think we should. I still don't think any type of number of incorrect absentee ballots would have changed the results of the presidential election at all. Um, but I can see, why, like, you know, maybe wanting to make sure that that's, we got people voting who are actually voting. My problem starts, like, when they start doing things like, you can't give water and food to people standing in line for a long time. Or like in Texas uh, for this election here, they made the Republican party here made a big freaking deal out of um, mobile, like drive-through voting. And to me, I don't even, I, to me, the drive-through voting is no different than if I was to stand in line and go inside and vote was if I stay in my car in line and vote, like they were really trying to shut down all the drive-through voting. And it just also seemed that like, things like that. Like maybe we shouldn't be voting in RVs, but I just don't understand why like drive through voting is such a big deal. And it just really does seem like it's restricting in the communities where there might be less access to get to a place to vote or like they can't shut up, set up ballot boxes and stuff because, um, you know, a lot of poor people may not have cars or something to get to. Like, the one place in their state or county that allows people to vote. So, why not allow them to set up voting places? So, I, yeah, those are kind of those are where my issues kind of kick in.
3: I actually voted, uh, during voting.
2: Me too. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, doc, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I think that it, we have to sit back and look at the intent. And, uh, like, like, um, Benjamin mentioned, um, the timing and why these particular places. Um, I think that if, if the communication was clear and concise as to the reason why these laws and, and is changing or being upgraded and, or even uh, just evolving, you know, we need to know why now, what's the issue? And once again, why, why are, are you not supporting the way it is now and just uh, making sure that is ran better you know so i think yeah. a lot of it has to do with the intent and i don't think it was communicated very clearly
3: yeah and,
0: and i and i can see so i heard um what was it i, I saw a little piece where gov- the governor of georgia camp was saying you know he was defending all the points and saying well the you know we got to keep uh, uh the per- perimeter around the thing and, and i get so but But once again, back to that timing, it's just like, okay, so there was this big uproar about voter fraud and all these things. And yes, you do need to secure the vote. That is important. I'm not downplaying that. But given that there's already there's been things in place historically gerrymandering, uh, you want to me, you want to make if, if there's any sort of pushback to making it easier for every single citizen that is eligible to vote. Vote. That's a problem, and and that's what it feels like, especially on the on the back end of the you know the 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 cries for voter fraud and the the they stole the election and all this. It just, I just don't think it's the the. I don't know. It just smells of us against them, yeah. part a partisan battle, an fu. It, it's not. It's not done to genuinely support um, the election process it's it's done it's it's throwing crap across the other side of the room that's just how i see it
3: but you know honestly what the where the trump campaign won as far as the um the media goes and and convincing people that the election would have been stolen or there was some sort of fraud going on is with the mail in balloting mail balloting was instituted so quickly um, and it, it feels like it originally wasn't thought out. And if it was thought out, that idea wasn't conveyed to people. So I think that this law allows for more structured mail-in balloting versus a previous law before COVID that, that didn't exist. Mail-in balloting was non-existent in Georgia law, but now it is. Uh, but now they require an ID to drop off your ballot. Um, and that's also not something that has a lot of people in up Which, by the way, the whole ID argument... Um, I think it just falls on its face. I mean, who doesn't have an ID, you know? Uh, you know? There are some communities out there that may not have an ID, but they also allow for exceptions. You know, the last four digits of your social security would be fine or a student ID or a military ID or a passport or, you know, in some cases even a light bill would be just fine. But um, I think this is why it was done. I don't think that the the points of this law was conveyed uh, properly. But election reform did have to occur in order to keep up with the times. Um, I don't think we can have unstructured mail in balloting uh, just go on and then people have to question the election results every time somebody loses. So I don't know. And just, you know, I want to move into the corporation thing later on. But anyway, I'd like to have your thoughts on that.
2: Well, OK, so my thing, OK, maybe Georgia didn't have mail-in balloting, but like mail-in balloting and absentee ballots have been around the, in different states around the country for for years. And it always just seems to be a problem when the party that loses, loses. Then everybody starts to have a question, whether it was a Democratic loss or a Republican. Because I mean, yeah. pretty much almost the same similar thing happened when Hillary lost um, against Trump. There was the whole Russian, like qu- Russians were involved or the machine yeah, everything was, it's... you know pretty <laughs> much ever since 2000 election when florida like had the big debacle of voting yeah. like it just seems almost every election is question. and Chats. i guess my yeah i guess my problem
0: hanging hang chads
2: <laughs> yeah i guess my problem is like making it a problem now especially after all the drama we just saw that occurred and the, the reason i feel like the mistrust in the mail-in balloting happened maybe not just in Georgia was because the mistrust was spoken early before voting even happened like Trump and his campaign team started early saying if we do mail-in voting it's going to be fraudulent if we do Mm -hmm. like just already sowing the seeds of mistrust and um I think maybe then he knew he might not win or something like that I don't know what was the point of that because I feel like if you are confident that you're going to win like who cares why the votes were coming in if you just figured everybody was going to vote for you and you were you know just so like i'm winning the next election i don't care where the votes come from because everyone's going to be voting for me so it just already seemed like planning that mistrust got that started and now for georgia to, and plus for georgia to be one of the big states that was like the swing state in that yeah, being mm-hmm. a higher urban community around atlanta Uh, where they did a lot of rallying to get minorities, you know, in there to vote. Um, It just seems very weird and ironic timing that after the drama of saying that this presidential election was happening in Georgia, flipping, um, but and barely flipping. um, Now we want to (laughs) restrict ways that people can vote. And I I hear you on the mail and balloting thing. I feel like there should be some structure with that. But I just wonder, like, why now? after everybody mm-hmm. lost. And then it's like, I, I don't know. I just yeah, see yeah. like the whole food and water thing really throws me off. Like, I don't understand if the lines, if it's taking me six hours ago, why can't someone give me some <laughs> Like
3: <laughs> I, I think with the, with the water thing though. Um, so you could give out water. I mean, you could put up a little stand and give out free water. You just can't campaign while you're doing it. I think that's the issue there. So do you remember, uh, I remember, have you watched the apprentice? anybody back then i did back in the day
2: yeah
3: (laughs) well there was an episode where trump came out with trump ice water i don't know if you remember that he had (laughs) a he had a bottle of water with his face on it It it's a trump ice and it was an actual product so um you think about that and then think about you know if trump runs again in 2024 and he starts handing out trump ice to the people on in the in the battle in the in the line that's what they're trying to prevent you know so uh, you know, I think that offering time.
2: food or water to voters waiting in line is now a misdemeanor ch- charges. It to me, it doesn't read like you can't, like if it only if it has propaganda. It just sounds like mm-hmm. people you want people not to want to wait in line for hours. Because if you comfort them while they're waiting in line, they're more likely to stay in line to vote. But if they're getting hot, especially in Georgia or whatever, they're not going to want to yeah. wait in the line for three hours where they can't get any water. And that just that's the silly things to me that just seem like. How did you even get to that point with trying to validate mail-in voting? Like, to me, like, they're just like, I don't know. Is it, I see
0: what you mean. <laughs> well, and to, to Shai's point, like, places like, um, you know, Atlanta, uh, urban centers where they did have a chance to to sway the election, best believe the, the a lot of hard work from organizers and stuff to try to find every way to where they could get more people um, to cast ballots than ever before because of the, you know, the ramifications of the, the election, you know, at least on, on one side. Um, and now that it's effective, that's what it's and now, now here are all these sweeping, these overhauling laws, instead of presenting it in a different way uh, that, I mean, it's I'm kind of reiterating the same point I said earlier, but um yeah, it, it's just like re. I don't know. It, it's just like a a reaction to to they didn't like the results. Therefore, let's let's change the rules. Let's make it more restrictive. When you know, it's just a lot of hard work people put in to to get those those things in place to to begin with.
1: Well, that's, that's or, exactly or my do- thoughts on that as well. Uh, because I feel like it's a lot of hypocrisy um, going on within um, how things are looked upon. I, 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 I do believe that if the uh, outcome was different, that this would not be an issue. I think that um, you know, if the outcome is not what you like, hey, there's a problem with it and the seeds were planted uh, to, um, it's like an excuse that was already embedded into, hey, if I don't win, this is why, uh, but if I do win, then everything is great. And that's the part that I see where it's a lot of hypocrisy. And based on the history of the uh, former president, uh, he, it was a lot of things that he either um, went with because it benefited his own needs or um, if it wasn't beneficial to him, all of a sudden this was um, he was anti uh, whatever it is or didn't uh, agree with it. Um, case in point, when when um, Mike Pence basically wasn't listening to him at, at the um, during the Capitol Hill riots, all of a sudden Mike Pence is the is the enemy now. Uh, but all beforehand, you know, he's a great guy. So it's kind of like the same thing. You know, if you for me, you're great. If you're not for me, you're a bad uh, painted as a bad person.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. too how like we we brought up a couple times there that uh, how how Trump sort of laid the groundwork ahead of time, you know, he was already talking about, well, the, the potential for fraud, the potential for fraud, even before, you know, the election was underway. So once you, once you have that in the, in the atmosphere, it is, it does become easy if you, so choose to frame it that way you know for one thing kind of actually made me laugh was they had uh there was a picture i think in michigan of somebody counting the, the polls or counting ballots and he had he had like a biden mask on or something and i'm like i you know maybe that's not the best photo op for
1: exactly you know? but exactly, at the same guys.
0: time that doesn't really that doesn't really prove anything you know you but know, that obviously that that's a beautiful photo op if you're a conservative trying to prove that's no, like so, many,
2: so many funny things yeah, make, that, that actually
0: made that made me laugh because i was like
2: ah, you yeah. <laughs> know, but
0: yeah but yeah if you put it out there it, it it does become easy to make that the the scenario i mean the media i mean we all it's it's common knowledge how it's it's a it's a theater it's theatrics right so they yeah. can create the the image or the the narrative that uh that that's going on but to move on like rickett said uh i want to see y'all's thoughts on so these corporations that, that's the big debate uh who is it uh, mitch mcconnell said to hell you know uh corporations got no business in politics well i don't know my personal opinion i thought so it's okay to take their money and to have them influence that way but as soon as they want to make stands the opposite way now it's you know now they need to stay out of politics so I, rick i, I want to kind of hear your rebuttal on that,
3: because that, right. that's so, what it looks like to me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, this thing grinds my gears, honestly. You, you got... <laughs> <laughs> you know what grinds my gears? You know what grinds my gears, guys? No, it, it's it's stupid, man. <laughs> like, you got Coca-Cola, you got Delta, speaking out about it. Uh, they have no business, especially Delta, you know, talking about how voter IDs are restrictive. They, they need a voter, they need an ID to board their planes. I mean, you know, that's hypocrisy at its best. And then... You know, for the MLB to move their, their game out of Atlanta, Georgia, which has, you know, one of the highest concentrations of African-American businesses, and moving it to Denver, Colorado, which has similar, restri- which has similar restrictive laws than the ones that Georgia just instituted. Um, it makes no sense at all whatsoever. And it, it seems unnecessary to, to have done that. I think they heard a lot of the local businesses, especially now post-COVID, Um, And who knows what's going to happen in the future, you know, with, with upcoming court cases and, you know, people reacting uh, the way they do sometimes. Um, Who knows how that's going to fix small businesses as well. But uh, for them to move their game from Atlanta to Denver, it it makes no sense at all. It's, it's, it hurts everybody. But um, anyway. But. Well,
2: so I, okay, so I see I like the second point that you brought up about like how it kind of it hurts the city in general. And I'm very much, you know, obviously, I, I'm a big city gal and I appreciate, especially being here in Houston. I love when all these sports events come here, regardless of politics. Yeah. Like we come here and then, like, it seems like the city really gets together. And it doesn't matter if you're a conservative or Republican, black or white, you're just like, oh, the Super Bowl's here or something. Like we're just all coming together. So I do enjoy that. However, I do, I don't agree that uh, corporations shouldn't make a stand or make a response. Now, I don't know if this is the right response. Um, I'm not 100% sure because I do I like this thought process I hadn't thought about that just like it is actually gonna hurt the community. Um, but I don't I, I don't see how you can separate individual citizens, corporations or congressmen they're all we are all wrapped into politics whether you're a congressman mm-hmm. or whatever, because everything that the Congress everything that the government does affects all of us, and especially being that Republicans tend to be a little bit more big business or a little, I mean, I mean, I'm speaking in general, like I'm sure not every oh, no. single, every Republican,
3: like, every Republican is all about yeah, big business. Know, so even me, they I,
2: care more a little bit about the economy, um, which is fueled by big business fueled by corporations. So the idea that they would think that things that they're doing that might upset the shoppers of corporations, And they wouldn't say anything or especially after, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement really showed like for the first time. I mean, we've had the Black Lives Matter movement going ever since Trayvon Martin. But this year really showed just how willing companies are to speak up and make change. And now they're doing it again for, you know, uh, stopping the violence against Asian Americans. And they're really speaking out. And I'm actually really um, proud of them for that, honestly, because uh, I just feel like for so long, we've. Corporations have been silent. Um, and I think it's a big turning point for them to open up and speak collectively and make a stand on things. Now, how they do it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. As far as being silent, I think that's what the issue is, because uh, with the whole narrative, uh, and I want to take it back to LeBron James, when he was told by the news media to shut up and dribble. Well, why does he have to do that? Isn't this a free country? We have free speech. He's not saying anything uh, that is uh, violent or promoting any violence, uh, so or any hate speech. So, in that aspect, you know, why is it that athletes cannot speak out about political views? Why? So, why is it that uh, corporations cannot take a stand on political views? Um, it, the country is now uh, evolving into where. Um, these corporations and similar to the MLB um, predominantly is minorities in the MLB, whether it's um, African-American, which it actually isn't a, lot, a large percentage of African-American, but um, a lot of minorities from a lot of these other countries in which, uh, once again, the former president uh, called them uh, shitholes or dumps, dumpster places, stuff like that. So these are places that a lot of these guys are playing in this league and they're going to another state to um, participate. And yes, they're bringing a lot of money to that city and the state. Um, however, uh, them not going, for instance, uh, Houston has a large percentage of minority owned businesses. Yeah, it would benefit us, um, but at the same time, you have to take a stand. Their sacrifices, will still be fine. They're still gonna be fine without the MLB over there. I think the largest hit is going to be to the larger corporations And a lot of those corporations are, once again, fueling money to these politicians that are making the laws. So um, by doing that, it's sort of a protest uh, for the people uh, to be able to have a voice and say, hey, this is not something that we're good with and we want this to be changed. So um, in order, you know, before that happens, okay, we're gonna take our ball and we're gonna play over here and Mm -hmm. y'all are gonna have to figure it out. Um, So it's more like, hey, I'm, I'm independent. Uh, you know, I don't need you. You need us almost or more than we need you. So I think it's a great way to make a stand.
3: Yeah, yeah, I see your point. It, it, corporations, you know, they can make a stand, um, but uh, I, I guess it's the fashion of the day they did it and where they moved to. They moved to they moved to Denver, Colorado. I don't know. It's got the same, you know, voter laws that uh, Georgia just passed. Uh, that made no sense. Maybe it should have gone to California or something, you know, where voting laws are not so strict anymore. I don't I, know.
1: I don't know this off the top of my head, but is Colorado a blue state or a red state?
3: It swings. It swings. Swing. They, Swing yeah, they have the never Trump or Republicans. And then most, you know, most of the urban centers are are blue, um, but then most of the rural areas are red. So it, it swings, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um but you know the thing with the um with LeBron James and, and the NBA and all that, um yeah, you know, LeBron James does have a voice, you know, he he could say whatever he wants and that's totally fine. But where I uh get bothered by is when the NBA tries to restrict the speech um uh, when it comes to China. You see, you they don't want they don't want you to talk about China, they don't want you to talk about the concentration camps over there, they don't want you to say anything bad about China because you might anger their their population over there or the government and so when you're allowed to say you know what you can by the way you're allowed to say negative or positive things about america but mostly it's negative but you're not allowed to say anything negative about china at all or they'll censor you and punish you uh, that is where it becomes bothersome that's where it becomes a little creepy now yeah. you know you have uh you know lebron james can can speak all about he wants to, you know and he should about black lives matter and, and then the what's going on in the communities here in america of course but uh he can't wear a, a jersey that says free hong kong on the back at a game no absolutely not that's not allowed and that's where it becomes bothersome not just to me but you know a lot of people who are watching at home that know what's going on no that's
1: I, just I, I, go ahead. I, say, I understand totally what where you're coming from In regards to that, and I um, also disagree, you know, with Daryl Morey being the general manager of the Houston Rockets, who actually uh, sparked it with the tweet that he made about, uh, I think he said, hashtag free uh, Hong Kong or something like that. Something like that, yeah. In the tweet, and that actually sparked everything. Uh, The Rockets was one of the biggest um, sports markets in China, especially Mm -hmm. having Yao Ming as a former player, and he was an ambassador. Uh, for basketball, pro basketball in China. So all the Houston Rockets uh, team and organization was actually it was making it was about money. It was making multi-million, maybe billions of dollars from, uh, you know, China. And um, of course, you China cuts that off, you know, and then they cut the entire NBA off. You know, money is power. So, of course, they're like, OK, hey, we're, we're making 200. Million or two hundred or, or, or billion dollars, and now China cuts us off. Now we're at five hundred million, so we need to make friends with China. So I do understand yeah. that point, but I do also see the other side, where I see that if you know, a lot of times you need to make sure and that things are good in your house before you go and tell somebody how to run their other household yeah. or their neighbor's house. So I think that uh, you know, on the other side, you know, hey, let's look at what we're doing make sure that we're running our household the way it's supposed to. And then, you know, once that's taken care of now, we can go and say, hey, maybe let's talk about what somebody else is doing. Yeah. Cool.
3: Yeah, I mean, I see your point. You know, excellent point. You're right. I mean, you have to um, see what's going on in your house first. And trust me, this house Mm -hmm. is not clean at all. Uh, There's a lot of skeletons and so much bad things going on. but
1: Yeah, and and just way back in the day with Muhammad Ali, um, he was like, Why would I go fight in in Vietnam when um, they haven't done nothing to me, the people that are here in my own homeland are doing worse things to me than the people that we're fighting against that I'm supposed to go kill for people that don't even like me. So, uh, you know, just by looking at it that way, it's like, you know, let's take care of what's going on here first, uh, because it's a lot of things we need to correct and, and fix here. Before we go and, you know, like I said, tell other people. Start pilot. criticizing
3: everybody else over there. Yeah. 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 But, you know, um, it's just, that's, you know, you're right. It's just when the NBA gets involved and tells you not to do it, uh, you know, slaps your hand about it and says, stop talking about China. Uh, it gets a little creepy and kind of hypocritical. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. There's so, so much things, so many things that we have to worry about here at home anyway, that we, we shouldn't be peeking off our neighbors, um, mm-hmm. you know over the I mean now. Yeah,
0: especially right now. We've got um you know who who knows what would have happened if well, I mean I'm sure Rick will debate this, but had we <laughs> continued in the in the direction that we were going, um, you know, it wasn't looking good. And that kind of works into a good transition. So now obviously with the uh the George George Floyd incident last summer, um I'm sure if you're unless you were living under a rock uh, obviously, that set off, uh, you know, divisions within our nation. Um, you know, protests, kind of a, a microscope on, hey, what are what are police departments really doing? How are they operating? What do we need to fix? What, um, you know, how much does systematic racism play into, uh, you know, defending the public and? What do you know, how do we solve that problem? There's all kinds of opinions. I mean, it's it's all over the place. But uh let's talk about the, the trial a little bit because now that's um so Derek Chauvin, the 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 gentleman who was responsible uh for the, the death of, of George Floyd. Well, of course, I guess that under the court of law, that's you know, that's what they're trying to decide right now. Is it uh so the counts are he's got anywhere from was it second degree, I, I manslaughter to uh I, I honestly, I, I don't want to speak out of turn with, uh, what the, the possible charges, but, but anyway, the, so the police chief, the, the Minneapolis uh, police chief just testified a couple of days ago. Correct. Um, yeah. Which is significant because, you know, a lot of times the, the police, the, what they, they refer to as the the blue wall, right. You, you don't talk about, uh, or you, you defend each other, but obviously circumstances are a little, uh, different in this, obviously too. um, Significant to this, the the Minneapolis police chief is the first African American police chief in that city, um, stating that he did not follow protocol, which seems to be the the, the commonality now. of, of they've, they've had medical experts, um, yeah. I mean, Rick, what what's your take on this and how this is
3: with the direction it's going and what you see could possibly happen? Yeah, here? this is um, I don't know. It's it's, it's hard, you know. Uh, of course, emotions run high, and everything's—you know—when when you talk about um, this case in particular. But um, one of the reasons it's so hard to prosecute a cop is because they can always just say, "Look, it's protocol. I was I was trained to do this," um, and you know, you don't have to prove the man innocent. You just have to prove that there's doubt. Um, and that, it sounds to me you know i 'm watching the trial, and it sounds to me like that 's what the defense is going for they 're going for for doubt um, bringing up toxicology reports and and you know the moments before uh, mr floyd 's death and and talking about the gentleman he was with in the car and, and his role in the whole thing um, they 're sowing doubt in the jury uh, Unfortunately, I think that this may end up in acquittal uh, that 's an unpopular you know believe but um you don't have to prove innocence it's just doubt and i think that's where it's headed and i don't know i mean there's there's so many things that you know and all the witnesses that came in that were that were around the area all said i wish i could have done something differently you know and you know the hindsight's 2020 20. they should have probably gone in and stopped the well, the, well yeah the but sh- should
0: they have they shouldn't have had to have exactly they what... shouldn't have to
3: yeah but if you're, um, just,
0: if you're watching somebody who's, um, you know what I mean, been given that, given yeah. the badge and the gun and the the privilege to to do that, um, you know, to me that's where the ball. And then, it. the, so the, it'd be really disappointing. Obviously, uh, uh, <laughs> depending on the outcome of this, what what do y'all see, um, Shazi and Doc, as far as what could what could possibly be the the reactions? Just obviously immediately, and then down the road like what kind of effect uh like what weighs on this obviously so, it's pretty significant
2: okay so for me to protect my own piece because i had a really 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 hard time when this happened i was angry for yeah. weeks um i haven't been looking at the trial in very much detail uh, i yeah. get snippets on my cnn app that says who's witness like who protests or who's what um giving a testimony today and I'll, you know, I'll get snippets, but I haven't been watching or listening in detail because it is still so emotional and raw. For
3: it's me. Hard. it's and hard. I
2: don't want to like, I already, I know that was happening. And, um, you know, in my heart, I believe that he's you know, guilty. I'm not the juror, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I believe he didn't have to murder that man. There were so many yeah. other options that he, that could have been taken. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just excessively done. That's my own personal opinion, but that's not what you're really asking me. My, my point no, is no. that like, I think um, I agree with you. I've watched, we've seen enough uh, justice go or not happen in this country with these police trials, yeah. just because of things like that, like the doubt or just other little tiny things they can sneak in there to make the jury like, well, we don't know 100% guilty. Like 99.5% maybe, but um, it's not 100, so we can't put him exactly. guilty. And that does annoy me, and it really ticks me off about our justice system. But I think if he is acquitted, I think it we're going to see stuff that we haven't seen. I think yeah, it's it's going to be bad.
3: I mean, definitely Minneapolis is going to be pretty bad, but what about other cities? You think it'll, you know, Houston was really peaceful, by the way, during, during the summer of 2020, uh, those protests were strong, but they were peaceful for the most part, uh, compared to other cities in America. Uh, Of course, I don't think anyone's going to set up an autonomous zone or anything like that, but, um, (laughs) but anyway, you know, I'm, 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 that's something to be proud of here in Texas, in Houston in general, you know, the populace here knows exactly how to behave for these kinds of cases. Um, but yeah, you know, Doc, what do you think? I mean,
1: Yeah, I, I don't believe he will be acquitted. I do believe he will be found guilty. Um, I I do believe that he murdered him um that, on that sidewalk or on that street. Um, he yeah. could have done a lot of things differently. Also the other police officers, nearby with them could have, you know, intervened. Um, of course, the other people that were standing out there, um, the regular, you know, civilians, uh, if they had intervened, what would have happened to them? Would they have been shot? You know, would they have been tased? Would they have been killed? You know, you never know. So you really, you could take that chance, but you're out, now you're risking your life. Uh, so the police officers have the authority um, so they're, so having that power, you know, of course comes a lot of responsibility and you have to be able to know and understand that, um, this guy here it has his, his hands, uh, handcuffed, you know, in his, behind him, he's already saying he can't breathe. He's already saying, you know, his yeah. neck is hurting. So at that point in time, you know, after, you know, two minutes, you should be able to let up and say, okay, he's, he's detained we're just waiting for, you know, whatever. Ambulance maybe, or whatever. Yeah. Several several officers there. So I don't understand the reasoning behind staying on his neck for that long period of time. Um, and from, I, I haven't watched every single day of the case, but uh, from what I gathered that he actually passed away before getting to the hospital. So therefore um, he probably had passed away while he was on the street. Um, but I think the, um, the defense is saying that he had, other drugs in his system, which caused um, the heart failure yeah. or the or the or that led to his death. Um, which anything is a possibility. However, um, of course, putting that knee on the neck also definitely we know that for sure contributed to his loss of life.
3: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's it's very unfortunate um, the way it occurred. But you're right. I mean, the, the knee was on his neck. Um, but there was some, there was some instances where the knee was on his back, but that wasn't always the case. I mean, we have video of that, of, um, the knee being on, on the neck. Um, but for me though, I watched a little bit of the trial and the most, um, touching moment was when his, uh, his girlfriend testified, you know, that was, that was sad uh, because no, I mean, you guys should watch it. It, You know, it made me kind of choke up a little bit because she talks about how they met, you know? Um, she was, uh, at, at a Salvation Army visiting the, um, the, the father of her children at the time he was going through some hard times and, uh, she was having a hard day. Uh, and then Mr. Floyd shows up and asks what's wrong and, and asks her to pray with him, you know, for a better day. And that's how they met, you know, with, with, the, with the prayer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then she goes on to talk about the, the death of his mom and, and how that made him go into, into, um, substance abuse. And it was more of a downward spiral for him. Uh, the whole story is—it's—it's it's touching. It really is. Uh, it shows you know George Floyd the, uh, the human, uh, and I you know I'll say the flawed human because we're all flawed. We all go through through these cases through these troubling times, um, and it, it you know really it really puts the story behind the man, and mm-hmm. um, and and it leads up to, her story led up to the convenience store. You know where 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 he was um i I guess murdered or you know where he passed away outside um she goes into detail about the gentleman that he was with who pleaded the fifth of you know trying to prevent self-incrimination and that's Yeah.
0: yeah that's significant too because um yeah we were talking about via text uh rick you and i and uh well and ben too and Yeah, that's kind of, because obviously, so the ramifications for that, right, if he did indeed, uh, you know, provided drugs uh, to uh, George Floyd. So by pleading the fifth, he essentially um, takes himself out of the, the equation. What's the word? Right. Yeah. Whereas obviously his his testimony would have been probably beneficial. In other words, you think this hurts? This hurts the defense or the prosecution?
3: more um by him by him being silent i i I, I think it hurts a prosecution um by him being silent because so i was reading about why he may have played the theft and this is all speculation but the, the they say the reasons is because he provided he may have provided uh drugs to mr floyd uh to which then he might have ingested prior to his arrest um and Now, you know, the defense is saying that's why he died, right? I don't know. But um, if that is the case, then this uh, this gentleman that he's with who provided him the drugs can be liable for murder now. It's probably third-degree murder because he provided him a substance that caused him to die based on circumstances. Uh, And that's why he might have pleaded the fifth. Um, But, um, you know, barring that, I think you, you're both right. I think the, the cop should have, you know, after being on his neck after, for two minutes, he'd have to be there for eight. He could have used something else. He was already handcuffed. He was on the floor. He was a dude. What was he going to do? Run with his hands behind his back to a, a, can't even where? He can't even get up. Yeah. You know, that,
2: that's, that's my biggest issue yeah i don't care if he was on drugs exactly. I, honestly it's because none of to me all of that's like irrelevant and they tried to do the same thing with trayvon as well
1: mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to paint him
2: in a bad light that yeah he, he wasn't this young boy that he was on drugs too but like okay so everyone in this world has done something i mean not, maybe not drugs but if no one is perfect whether it's drugs or something mm-hmm. and my thing is If the whole end game of uh, like what happened that day resulted in this man's death because of like what I he was originally called because of like counterfeit money or wasn't that right? He had like a
0: $20 bill there. The cashier was quite or the the clerk at the convenience store was questioning a $20 bill
3: that he presented. But that's another thing. He was given that that, $20 bill. I'm sorry. He, He was given the $20 bill. He didn't even know it was fake. The the gentleman who was he was with gave it to him.
2: And that's, that's my point. Like, okay. Even if it was fake, even if it was fake exactly. money, why is somebody dead over a counterfeit $20 bill? I can see if he went in there trying to rob the store fully armed. He was shooting up people doing a mass shooting and you got to take him out. I don't understand. Even if he was on drugs with counterfeit money he was subdued and it does there's no way in my mind that it should yeah. lead to somebody's death kind of like so many of the other ones michael brown with the cds i'm just like how do these incidents result in death when they were life-threatening situations at the start that to me is the problem and saying that if he was on drugs i could maybe that's why that other gu- the guy didn't you know plead to fit. that makes sense what you're saying but to me i'm like even if he was he still shouldn't be he oh, he
3: shouldn't be. You're
2: right. Unless He died of a drug overdose later on his own, separately from this cop incident. You know,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, then, and even yo, I'm sorry. Go ahead, doc. Go
3: ahead, Doc. I,
1: was gonna say, I agree with Shazia. Uh, and, and and if you think about it, the guy that got murdered is who we're talking about, asking questions and digging into his character. But the guy who's accused of being of being a murderer, we're <laughs> not even solid talking point. about what he's done in the past and how many you know, types of arrests he's had and what run-ins he's had. So it's like, it, it, it already, you can already see like, okay, we're yeah. looking into the wrong person's past. Yep. He's not the guy that murdered somebody. The guy that murdered somebody is the one that we need to he's be. He's
2: not here to defend himself anymore. That's, that's he's actually, not here that's to exactly. talk about his character. Like Derek Chauvin is, if we want to research him, we can ask him questions. You're trying to paint a bad picture on a man that was yep. a dad, a, uh, boyfriend, um, like it was a
3: son. I mean,
2: yeah, just so yeah. many things and he's not here to defend himself. And you're that's testing right.
0: to me. Yeah. Right. I didn't no, see no, that, that, that. I didn't that, see that. that way, very, but you're right. Yeah, it was very that was very well put. And then, you know, the other part, uh Derek Chauvin, does, you know, indeed does have a past, right? Like there is multiple disciplinary issues. Um, And not that that hasn't been stated. I mean, it's it's. You know, that's it. That's in the, the public knowledge, too. But that's not the primary. You know what I mean? You hear way more about all the things that George Floyd has done in his past. And yeah, like you said, uh, Shazi, like if you could hell, if you could you, if I did something right and I was in the public spot like they could trash me, you know, <laughs> for, for all <laughs> kinds of things and paint me in the picture where I was, you know, I would look like a, a, a demon. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, i think that's i think that's already the case man
0: just because sure just because yeah well actually it might be easier with me uh to be honest with you but it it with anybody it's it's if you've got the time and you've got the uh you know the, the framework to do it you can you can paint a picture that's what the yeah. media does and to me too like the but both cases right the 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 first topic we talked discussed and then this as well that's why i mean that's why we have this show is because the media is going to do what they do. Right. But the public, you can't just accept this at, at face value. You have to have these types of conversations and you have to see what information is being presented. Why, yeah. when it's being presented, what's the focus, how all, how come all of a sudden uh, we talked about it on a previous show, um, you know, all of a sudden COVID's over so supposedly, right. Or at least it's subsiding to a degree. And then, mass shooter mass shooter mass shooter mass shooter
3: oh god is yeah. in the Dude, news
0: the crazes are right? out,
3: man yeah
0: so i don't know i don't know i don't know right, let's say the pandemic's
2: still here and put everybody back in the house. <laughs> right. and it was, everybody stay
3: home <laughs> right. we didn't so, have mass shooters for a whole year can you believe that it was yeah but, it was almost like we right were not, and then now
2: the now that things are opening up they're like okay well let's just get there back There you go the it's time like, let's it's, get back to shooting it's, everybody
3: it's, it's, <laughs> Right, let's
0: go back to old times where you know this right. we're more comfortable this way. It's like it's um, almost as
3: if we weren't in America for a while there. I mean, it's it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I think, but it's just very important. I think for because that's 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 a, a, a that's something that they don't tell you in schools, you know, right. unless you just you know you take some kind of crazy college course where you've got a real uh, you know a professor that's really trying hard to you know do the right thing and they teach you about you know media literacy and how to analyze this stuff but that's something that to the general public doesn't even grasp they just everything is face value um well they said it on cnn or oh they said it on fox uh, news and yeah and just take it to be fact but there's a very deliberate um you know what i mean it's it's uh it's like what's that that old movie with the uh, wag the dog I mean, that's how it works
1: yeah, yeah. and then Uh, I want to also point out that, you know, whether, you know, he is acquitted, which I don't believe will happen Um, if he is. Yeah, I think that's going to bring even more urgency to uh, reform and change. Um, A a lot of times, unfortunately, some bad things have to happen and we have to experience bad things in order to make changes. Uh, So just like, you know, it's already happened and changes have been made. Now we're going to the trial we're going to find out what's going to happen there and then see what's going to happen. If we're going to continue with the change, but what it does is like, like, like with this podcast, we have people with different backgrounds and different views, but we're able to come together and talk about it and and have a conversation about, you know, things that we were quiet about beforehand because we didn't want to share these thoughts with other people because we didn't want them looking at us a certain way or have a certain Mm -hmm. perception. So, you know, whether you're super right conservative or super, you know, left liberal, you know, you can still meet somewhere in the middle and at least have those conversations to understand why is it that these, uh, the MLB is, is leaving, you know, um, to go to another state, so, you know, at least we're talking about it and they can explain it, but without having, you know, without explaining why you're doing something or your intent, then that's where the, the communication is lacking in, and then that's where the problems start because now uh, people just stop listening and they resort to uh, being stubborn and taking their stance and nothing gets moved.
3: Yeah. yeah. I and, mean, I was going to say Twitter is yeah. not, uh, is not debate. Twitter is not debate. Twitter is the worst thing ever. Uh, you don't find out other people's point of views on Twitter. <laughs> okay. You just don't. It, it, anyway it's it's an echo chamber people don't want to talk to you they don't want to read what your comments are and just want to put up or whatever they're going to put it's for shock value and then and that's it you know people pick sides and, and it gets split apart so well,
0: yeah and it's a reaction based and well the thing is though i can honestly say as much in it's it's a double-edged sword because a lot of terrible things have happened in the last like several years okay but but um Looking at it from the perspective of, uh, like Doc was pointing out, that the, the public there's just more public discourse on issues. So, I remember, I don't know, maybe like eight to ten years ago, all you could hear about anywhere was the damn Kardashians. And I mean, there was a point right where it was just like, Paris Hilton.
2: <laughs> Anything, yeah, it, it was so
0: celebrity obsessed, um, that there wasn't like nothing was really being talked about, where at least now. You can't hide from it. Uh, So I'm glad to see corporations taking stands on stuff for right or wrong. If we, if we have freedom of speech um, by God, express it because there's a lot of places that don't, you know what I mean? Look what's going on in uh, Myanmar, you know, people getting gunned down, a military coup taking over. Hey, this, we're not immune just because it hasn't happened. Anything could happen anywhere. We were pretty close. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, no no kidding right like it's yeah. damn near god if if that wasn't a damn wake-up call i don't know what is so um especially for like young people man if you're not like having these kind of conversations you're not thinking about this stuff If you're uh you know go be young you got to be young and, and have fun i mean god god forbid i what i was interested in at that time but but um it's a different where the world changes in the like it, it changes like so rapidly that um it. It's it's just things things can develop. Like I said, like that, it can happen in a heartbeat. Just all it takes is one, uh, you know, one election or one. I mean, we really are one election away from becoming a a, a police state or any kind of situation you, you might, you know, your worst nightmare it could happen. It, anything could happen. We're, write, we're writing history as we as we speak. So I don't know.
2: And my my concern with the media is, you know, I am I like CNN, but mostly because I like um, the antics, like I like the one liners <laughs> that are just funny. Um, but you know, <laughs> you, you get into Team CNN or Team Fox or something, whatever. Um, yeah. My my problem is like you don't even know where to go to now to vali- validate. Um, what's truth so I have a lot I I do have a couple friends on the on the right on my Facebook and they'll say mainstream media is run by Democrats and they go and they like oh I follow these these other people and I'm like well how do you know the information they're telling you is
0: right yeah
2: legit so to me I it's just I find it hard that it's just where do we go to find facts? Because even with our podcast, still some of the things we've said tonight, uh, and even on our individual podcasts, are still my opinion, a speculation, or you know what yeah. I mean. Um, where, like, where do people go now? Like, it used to be back in the day, like the news was supposed to be, journalists were supposed to have integrity, and what you read in the newspapers and saw. I mean, we're always supposed to be like what your um, where you could go to to get facts. And now it's like it's just opinions, so
3: yeah. it's really well, hard. I, I go to OEN, uh, Ben Shapiro, um, <laughs> good. <Goodness crap. laughs> yeah, that's where I get all my news. <laughs> that explains Fox News, <laughs> <laughs> right? Twitter. I, so. I, but that's, what,
2: that's my. Ch- that's the other point too. The bubble you stay in. Yeah. So one time I went to um, go, I went to get a car done and well, somewhere, and they had the Newsmax. Uh, I've never seen anything <laughs> on Newsmax ever, but they had it this. On-
0: it's <laughs> one of Rick's favorites.
2: <laughs> and I'm Alex and, Jones.
0: I, and yeah. I say
2: this like you know I've never seen anything, but every single commercial was was pro Trump. They talked about Trump on coins, Trumps on dollar bills, and I've oh never God. seen any of this. Because I, the stations and the bubble that I'm in is so anti-Trump. I was so shocked. I was just sitting there like, oh, what? <laughs> like, and that's just to show you like the bubble you can get in. And like, cause I honestly was still shocked at the number of people that even voted for Trump because in my world, everybody I know doesn't like him, you know? So <laughs> I'm not exposed. So it's just, you can just get so bubbled and like yeah. not know what the other side is thinking or doing.
0: And yeah, that speaks to the nature of how we consume uh, information now versus how we did 20 years ago, right? Like it used to be, like you said, it was traditional media. You'd flip on a channel. You had only so many channels, whatever was on in between you trying to watch, you know, whatever sitcom. Well, now, yeah, everything is, uh, well, not only is it just catered towards that, but it's deliberately done that way to they make the more money. So you get the more clicks. Cause if you're already going down one, you've got the momentum with, Oh, this guy likes, uh, you know, conservative speak. It's going to flash you every single thing you can possibly think of to keep you, your attention. So then all of a sudden you create somebody who might've been like, Oh yeah, I think uh, I might agree with a couple of things. Trump says too. Like I'm worshiping uh, a temple <laughs> of Trump, at, you know, the coins are yeah, bowing bowing. Yeah, I'm bowing before his feet because now I've consumed 30 hours every couple of days on you know somebody beating into my head every every week. Cause it's easy to sell that. You can go to a car dealership and the guy can paint a picture of why you should buy um, you know what I mean, the the, the nissan ultima with all the features i say that i joke around because i have that's what i drive Uh <laughs> <laughs> but you know with all the feet you so you're paying like fifteen thousand dollars out of your price range well by god you want to protect your kids don't you so you got and <laughs> then you, know I mean? you got to have the reverse cam so it's it's very easy for somebody to paint a picture to make you think one way or the other as we don't see forget with you need that.
1: that don't forget you need to get that warranty too
0: <laughs> You're right, that warranty oh, yeah. that's a hundred percent profit
1: for their pockets. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, you gotta get that. But with that, guys, uh, I think we're we're gonna get into this uh little break here. So take a little pause. Uh, you know, we got we got bladders, we gotta take restroom breaks, we gotta do our thing here. Uh and I'm gonna do the the little interlude too, and I'm gonna give you Diz Rockwell uh on the music here. And also, too, I forgot at the top of the hour, shout out to Mike Tacklebox for our illustrious ah, right. intro music yeah I, I can't do that without uh without shouting him out so we will see you very shortly just hold on tight we'll be right back back for the second half party in the back what's going on rick
3: hey well <laughs> anyway so uh, you know last last show we talked about um how the military is going to reveal a lot of these uh ufos uh in the next coming months right they got um, till
0: june 25th correct June 25th. Cal- that's right if our calculations are correct
3: Yep. And the military is going to reveal uh, some of the information they've gathered of UFOs, or they call it um, unidentified aerial phenomenons, UAPs. Yep, Um, that's the new term. So because of that, I went down this rabbit hole (laughs) on YouTube, (laughs) of all places. Always a good idea. Yeah, you know, Uh, Bob Lazar was a a, a very popular guest on Coast to Coast and with Art Bell. And so I went down the rabbit tube of listening to what he had to say. And he talks, well, Bob Lazar's claim to fame is that he was a ex-engineer uh, at Area 51, and he got to play with a lot of the technology of uh, UFOs that they captured. And so obviously, there's a lot of, you know, Bob Lazar has always been a, a controversial figure because people say, well, he's, uh, you know, he's a hoaxer. There, there's no record of him ever working there. He's just making this up. Mm. Um so, I, you know, I went there with that in mind. But then I started listening to some of the stuff he said. And it kind of makes sense um, because these shows were back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And based on what we're seeing from the military now, with with um, the Navy pilot chasing this UFO in, um, in, off San Diego back in 2014, a lot of what Bob Lazar talks about is evident in these videos now. So, I, So that got my you know, my mind working thinking, maybe this guy is onto something. Uh, according to him, they captured something like six UFOs at Air 51, each that looked different. Um, he says that they're powered by um some sort of a gravitational object, uh device that's extremely efficient. And he says that there's there's some sort of element in here that's not evident in Earth that that um creates its own gravitational field, and that's how you can maneuver the ships. Um, and the way that he was speaking about the maneuverability of these ships is really—it reflects on the videos that was released by the Navy. So, um, you know, this this fighter pilot chasing this UFO back in 2014—it's hard to tell whether this was actually a UFO that he was chasing, or was it something man-made that we've been able to reverse engineer off the crafts that we retrieved back over, you know, back in the 50s. I don't know. It's it's really interesting. I went down this rabbit hole. In it. I was on it for about two hours, maybe three, uh, one day. Then maybe like four hours the day after. So, anyway, um, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, did we catch UFOs? You know, six well, of them.
2: So for me, um, UFO is a term that it just means unidentified flying object. And that means that could be an alien spacecraft or it could mm-hmm. be a man-made object that we don't know what it is. So to me, I've always looked at UFO could be anything um, that we just don't know what it is. I, it doesn't necessarily automatically <laughs> mean aliens, but I like to always think it is. Um I of course. To me, of course. Yeah, I'm like, it is an alien. To me, <laughs> I've always, always been like, it's <laughs> always <laughs> aliens. For me, I just feel like it's just too coincidental. Like I, I can see why some people could, would maybe want to do hoax and, you know, claim the fame. Like, the people who get abducted and stuff like that. First, they've been abducted by aliens and they were brought back and stuff. And I guess my point is just, like, I guess what do you really get from making that a hoax? Like, from lying about it, I guess. So I just, I I don't, like, okay, maybe you get 15 minutes of fame. But then I'm really trying to think of, like, you, you, you don't really you get You ruin it. your
3: reputation, basically. Um,
2: yeah, so it's, it's yeah. actually, like, almost, like, it's almost... Bad for you, like, like, because you lose your credibility. Like, so why would why would you go out of your way for, for to tell people things that might make you look crazy or unbelievable? Like when you know that might be the result. So to me, I'm like, what, what, what? There's nothing to gain from lying about it. Exactly. Um, so I'm like, why why would they lie? I
3: mean, and also,
2: okay, go ahead.
3: Oh, if you knew somebody who who presented themselves as you know, if you're 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 at a bar and your friend your friend brings somebody else and they claim to fame is, hey, he was abducted by aliens. You should ask him about it. What do you gonna think? Is, is, like, is it a joke or his claim to fame?
2: <laughs> well, I I think society has also made it so your immediate reaction is, what the hell is this guy talking about? Um, because I feel like the 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 path was to make us believe that aliens don't exist and everything you see is in any sci-fi movies and that's not real and yeah. everything but i look at it from like kind of a science perspective and just the cosmos in general okay and yes i do obsessively watch ancient aliens they have been reaching a little <laughs> bit lately but in the <laughs> beginning the beginning season they were really on point with some stuff but um i mean the point for me is that we there's no way we can tell uh, maybe it's a logical fallacy but there's no way we can say there's no life out there because we Cannot travel or communicate fast enough in anyone's lifetime right now to cover the spans of the universe to send anything out for even somebody to catch it, recognize it, and know where we're at. My other point of this is that, um, you know, if you look at the span of the universe, like how old it is, and eventually Earth is going to be gone. You know, when the sun becomes a red giant later, like five hundred billion years from now, Um, and if the universe is still around nobody after us will even know Earth ever existed because we're going to be gone. So we have no idea what civilized planets might have existed before us that are now gone because they're star burned out. There's just too many (laughs) ways that there could be life and we just can't, we don't know. And NASA, we assume life looks like life on Earth. And that's the assumption that NASA actually is trying to like look a little bit beyond that too, but it's just like, we know carbon-based systems
0: here, but what does life could be something different?
2: Yeah. Huh?
0: hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Like wh- we're working only with the parameters that we observe on earth, right. As life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. What if they've superseded even like physical locations or, you know what I mean? What if they move just as electricity or as, as, as energy? I mean, I'm going that far down the thing. It could be anything. And that's why like Rick, what was it last show or a couple shows ago you were talking about how, well, and so in the UFO um, you know, community or the discussion, there's always the, the argument, like, is it okay? Is it nuts and bolts? Like as far as, is it an actual metal spacecraft that physically oh, travels right. from, from another location to us or, they interdimensional beings that that was always the big debate amongst um you know the ufo discussions yeah. and like you know the the 90s up until now so i always lean toward it's more of an interdimensional thing like it's they're probably Sorry, so far
2: saying hi. Yeah. hey yeah. no
0: it's yeah, exactly day. like it's i uh, see <laughs> that's good and uh you know what i mean like so they're not even playing by this the same rule so when we observe these things and they, that's that's where I was getting at with what you brought up, Rick. Is like these. So what was the one, the recent one? Uh, you know, some of the ones that, that the Air Force and the Navy have reported, where that they don't move in the same way that anything that's constrained by our understanding of gravity would possibly move. Well, may, that's true, but maybe it's not even
3: it's not what even we're seeing.
0: Yeah, it's not even actually there. It's it's observations completely not even within our scientific understanding because it's not in the exact, you know what I mean? It's not even the same dimension. It's like in a, in some sort of, uh, I don't know, some sort of state that we can maybe observe it temporarily, but not, uh, but it's not on the same plane that we're
3: operating in. You know, I I was going to say to to Shazi's point um, there's You know, you said there's no way to find out whether there's a civilization from a long time ago, right, in outer space. You don't have to look to outer space for that. Um, Even here on Earth, you know, the Earth is something like, you know, four billion years old or something. And we would never be able to tell whether there was an earlier advanced civilization, uh, even before the dinosaurs and all that other stuff, you know. Uh, There would be no way to find out whether there was ancient humans with advanced technology uh, that existed, Uh, prior to us because I think we can I think our history only our prehistory only goes back you know a couple a couple hundred million years you know 400 million years ago Uh, but the earth is three billion years of four billion years old so what happened before that we don't know Uh, you know it's intriguing to know that our archaeological records and fossils and and carbon dating all that stuff can only take us so far before that there's no way of knowing what it was before then
2: yeah, yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with you on that, and that's what's really crazy. Like, and this also just look at the amount of stuff on our Earth we still can't even explain about the Earth. So, what what makes us think that we can really just go ahead and explain like, oh, there's no life out there in cosmos? But I mean, I agree with you. Like, and then also like in. History and stuff like that is still pretty recent in the age of the his the, the length of time of, for the Earth. Like I watched Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson because he's like my favorite, and um, I like when he spanned the universe into a calendar year. And it's really crazy the way they did it because it was like the the span of time that would be human life in a year is like the last like almost I think it was thirty minutes. Uh, the calendar year, December 31st, like <laughs> the beginning of the universe started mm. in January. And it's so cr- yeah. it's so crazy to think about that. And then you think about just how like the sun and the solar system has been like, they're, they were here longer. Um, the, like the sun was here first and then the earth and then the universe in general. It's just crazy. And you're right. Like we have, no, and the earth has evolved. There's been five mass extinctions. Everyone always talks about the dinosaurs, but there were extinctions before. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, that- and the world changed. Like we, like humans, could not even look different. And we, like, meet like there's just so many things that, like, yeah. that I, and it just fascinates me. And um, I had a really like weird experience the other day because I'm also, a, uh, I'm a Christian. Um, so I have this like weird universal view of faith because I believe like God created the universe and everything like that as well. But you know, you know, the whole Big Bang versus um, um, creation, and, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I can never get back to the beginning. Like I feel like even if I accept the Big Bang Theory, I was like, okay, well, what caught co- what was there that caused these things? These things, something had to be here to have a big bang. So what was there that caused that? And I can never like it's just a weird, like I can never yeah. get back to the beginning because you're constantly like, well, something had to be there before that, before that, before that. And you're <laughs> like you just keep going and going. And it's just like no explanation for it right now and they're even still yeah. trying to figure out just how the moon was formed like we there's can figure they that have out. theories but
0: yeah you know, yeah the, the, it, 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 like infinity is such a hard concept to grasp like you said like to to imagine there to, to be a beginning well theoretically a beginning is uh the prerequisite that there was something before you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you have a start, if you have a starting line of a race, well, there's, there's space behind that starting line where you have to put your feet. Does that make sense? Like no, no, yeah, I, yeah.
2: There, there's
0: not, yeah, there, there's something before that. So and also too, you know, a lot of times with these, um, the ideas we have of these debates between science and, and, and religion, a lot of times too, I think it just, the translation just gets a lot the, i think a lot of times they're actually speaking of the same phenomena it's just how you uh you know how you frame interpret it or it. how you categorize yeah. cata- how you interpret it yeah because you know with religion right like there's an idea um but of course that idea has been uh, you know there's there's cultural uh baggage put on it there's linguistic baggage put on it there's all, all kinds of things put on it's it. It's a so, telephone
3: game that you play from generation there's a to generation. Telephone, yeah. Oh, yeah. But once yeah.
0: you filter it down, once you run it through and you see what the actual, what was, you know, trying to be conveyed, a lot of times it's, it's not, in other words, I'm puzzled sometimes by people arguing the semantics over things and, uh, you know, really dig their heels in on saying like, you know, the Big Bang is, means that this doesn't exist well no sometimes it's more in the 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 interpretation but uh to that point too yeah it it really is funny to or not funny but intriguing to 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 think about the possibilities of like because we just think in beginning of an end and is that just because we're human and that's we we are born and then we die and there's no other way we can Uh, think about conceive of is is that just part of our limitations as a you know a flesh and blood being that that we can't grasp uh the fact that something just always existed i don't know
2: know? that's so cool to me because like i like we're on the same page i'm like there's no explanation in the bible exactly how god created anything and the time constraints in the bible they say a day we don't know what a day may, means it could have been a day could have been millions of years we don't know so exactly. I, in my mind i've always combined the both i'm like who knows god could have did the big bang to create cancer. so like i'm a little bit more like you where i don't think one um negates the other and again like with space time i just feel like because like we just like and time we kind of discovered it but it's just kind of it's always been there we put a name to them um but right. like the cool thing is like the speed of light and everything like something oh that. Einstein would say is like if you try if you were able to travel at the speed of light everything would be happening at the same time you would see the beginning and the end of the universe at the same time and like the idea of like traveling at some warp crazy speed like I just couldn't even like it's just so unfathomable I'm like but and, you know like I'm like how did he even know that because you know he's just I will believe
3: whatever he says. He's way he started. Yeah,
2: even no. think that way and like it just it's just <clears throat> crazy. I've been
3: I've been going down this rabbit hole again on t- on space time. I mean, about yeah. uh, looking up time dilation, oh uh, no, no, distance dilation, and how gravity affects time. And I saw this one theory that said um, that gravity does not cause uh, time; it is time that causes gravity. Yeah. Wait. What? So, yeah, it was it, it was like, hmm, that's interesting, because people say, okay, you have this mass in the universe that's creating gravity, and because it's a heavy mass, is bending time to to stretch it longer. But if you have uh, space and time on an x and y axis, you're going to have um, you're you're going to be solid on you know you're going to be passing through time, uh, but because. You have uh, because ty- because gravity becomes less as you go higher from from the um, from the mass. Then y- it's kind of strange. You're going to be kind of tipping over. The the reason you tip over is because gravity is less. <laughs> I'm going to split this. Okay, <laughs> okay, wait a second, guys. As you my, know. My- my brain already melted, so you whatever you say is going to make sense. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I believe you. Yeah, yeah. As,
3: as, as you know, uh, time time goes by faster when you when you leave the, the mass, right? That's why you know the space station, um, the clocks in the space station go a little faster than the clocks here on Earth. You know, the mm-hmm. GPS satellites have to be uh, recalibrated every so often to account for the uh, passage of time up in, the, in space versus here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the theory behind that is that because time uh, travels a little faster uh, up here, then um, you're almost tipping over to the mass, okay? So you're going like this, time time is going, uh, you're going through the time, space, time, and because it's different, you're tipping over and that causes gravity, okay? It's like sti- that, distorting that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's distortion. this distortion. Okay, so anyway, I think our listeners probably tuned out at this point, but...
2: <laughs> know, no, but that's so cool because they did this exact same thing about time travel. Like, if you were able to travel through a wormhole or a black hole and how, like, the time at one end, like, would be this time. And then, like, when you come through on the other end, the time, yes. even though it's the same amount of time like the time is different i told i mean i'm not sure but i get what you're saying but like the difference in time i can
3: explain that okay so they were saying that in order to go back in time because you can go into the future they've established that you can go into the future um if you stay like in a a massive object like interstellar you know like in the movie interstellar how they went to that planet with a black hole and the person at the space station had aged 27 years but the people on on the surface of this planet hadn't because of the gravitational pull Um, so you can technically go into the future um but people were talking okay how about going to the past well uh they were saying that you could technically do that if you had a wormhole okay where one side of the wormhole was next to a super massive heavy object that slowed time down um so if you were to go through it uh you would end up in a in an area in a in a land before time, I guess you should say before present (laughs) time dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yes. Because (laughs) back in the dinosaurs, exactly. Um, Because you're, you know, you're in an area here that's slowing down versus on the other side of the wormhole where you don't, where time's going a little faster. So that's technically how you can go back in time.
2: Um, and yeah, I mean, but and technically, time. I I mean, technically, time travel exists just because of the speed of light. Every time we exactly. look at the moon, we're looking at it a minute behind because it just like we're still just now. We we get light from stars that are no longer there, and like the idea of that is because like, we literally can't see it fast enough because of the time it takes the light to travel for us to see yeah. it. So it's like it's just proven that like, like there is some sort of time travel that exists in the cosmos now maybe we can't do it yet as humans but it exists there like at least light's doing it um because it's taking as good it's like we're in this present moment right here and it's still traveling back from like the big bang to like kind of where we can now sure. see dust and remnants and it's if we go the further the longer we exist, the further back past the big bang we can see. And that's what they're hoping to get out. Like, you know, but that's going to be millions of years. Like we won't be here. Darn. Um, <laughs> but they're like, you know, we're just now being able to see some of that. Uh, you know, they're able to see the dust and things from like, from that. Ex- from
3: like way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And
2: it's just crazy to think about that. Cause it's like, it's not happening anymore. Like it happened. And we're just now seeing it like, or when a supernovas has happened, they probably happened like um, years years ago and we're yeah. just now seeing them because the distance in space is so massive it takes that long and all of that just is so fascinating to me it just boggles my mind it's like <laughs> i'll literally watch space documentaries like all the time i love it and i'll go somehow i'll always end up in quantum mechanics and quantum physics and i'm like i don't understand what's going on but this still sounds cool <laughs> rabbit <laughs> hole always leads me to quantum mechanics yeah like,
3: oh. um I've, I've I've listened to some quantum me- mechanics stuff, but um, mainly in the realm of space time and, and how we can go back and forth to the future. I don't know what it is. Maybe I get nostalgic for for older times, you know, uh, for when we didn't have the knee shoved in our face twenty four seven or before smartphones happened. You know, <laughs> um, I'm still old enough to remember what it was like to not carry a phone with you.
2: Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> and or not ha- or not needing uh, to find out something right away. You were like, oh, whatever. I'll just Go to the library. And things weren't spoiled
2: day. for you right away because everyone watched something fast and they put it on social media. And so then he said, Now you've got to like watch things the instant it comes out because there's going to be spoilers oh, all over the internet or your phone. Like, gosh, I remember just being so stressed out about Endgame. I was like, I have to see it the first day because <laughs> if I don't, someone's going to ruin it for me. <laughs> I yeah, was,
0: and you won't even, you wouldn't even be able to help it. Like you could try, you'd have to almost like lock yourself in a, you know in a cavern to to not uh see it or hear about it
1: you
3: know yeah yeah so i don't know i get a subject for times like that so it makes it makes me want to go back and uh look up time travel and see if that's ever going to be possible or not so i don't know i think it
2: will i think i think it will
3: it would be yeah and well i think
0: it's just the the concept of like it probably is but it's maybe not in the form You know, it's not like you're going to jump in a DeLorean and like you're (laughs) going to physically be. I mean, I guess the thing I always think about with time travel is, you know, every time travel movie. Right. They always always (laughs) at least toy toy with the idea of, okay, so you go back to the past, but now you're there. Right. So you're affecting and then you kind of get into this whole spiral of like the things that you did while you were in, you know, 1920 affects (laughs) the present. So then you get in this weird conundrum where uh, you're just you being there is already changing the time from when you came. So how does that affect you now? It's like you know, it's when you look like a pretzel. Yeah, yeah, it's Like a pretzel, or like you're looking into the mirrors. uh, If you've ever been in like a a room where they've got a mirrors like on each side, and it just goes basically to infinity like if you go you look in one side and then you look behind you the mirror just keep the reflection bounces off each other
2: mm-hmm.
3: that oh, that blows yeah. my
0: mind honestly
3: whenever i see that it's it? stupid well, but good. i'm
0: close but no
2: that's crazy it is cool when you think about it i like it and i like all this talk this is like this is my stuff because like i love this is the stuff <laughs> I, that gets Perfect. my gears going like i love it like just thinking about like you know the grandfather um conundrum of going back in yep. time um the, the pretzel and then like even an end game did a weird take on it where they made you going to the past your new future so that that current future you left now is your past but I'm still like but you still are going back to the past it doesn't affect the future you just left <laughs> I still try to get the end game time travel and I'm like Okay, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many theories. Like, could you really affect things? Or then, like, negatively, there's something, a documentary I was watching about time travel. I think it was um, the, How the Universe Works or The Universe Explained, something on Amazon Prime. And they were like, what if you went back, somebody went back and changed the outcome of a war? Like, if somebody was able to go back to 1945 and have <laughs> the Nazis win, and then everything just kind of, like, you know, and I was like, that's kind yeah. of creepy. So we don't want those people going <laughs> back. We don't want those. Interesting. Yeah, and if it's I didn't think about it like that. Like they they could really change. You know.
3: Did you ever watch Quantum Leap growing up?
2: I've heard Quantum of it. I've not watched. It. Oh, <laughs> you I should have I watched came it. Late in my nerdy, I think I came late in my nerdy. Scott movie.
3: Bakula. Mm-hmm. Scott Bacula, Yeah, you should watch it. I think it's on Netflix or something now. Uh, the okay. old episode. I've heard of it. Yeah, it
2: sounds like something I should watch.
3: Yes, Quantum Leap is, is just a a man who invents a, a time machine in a sense and he leaps into other people's lives in the past uh but within his own lifetime so if he was born in, in 1952 and it's you know he can he can leap into anybody between 1952 to like you know present time oh um, yeah. yeah so it's really cool and he affects uh times in, uh, you know he affects uh, events in the past for certain people not major events uh just different events in people's lives and then s- some episodes will sprinkle in something where like you know, he inspired Buddy Holly or something. You know, or uh.
2: or he saved
3: Marilyn Monroe. or, You know, something like that. Um, it's it's really funny. It's, re- and it's it's a fun show to watch. Um, and I, you know, I, I always reference it all the time in the show. Uh, Benjamin knows
2: it. But mm-hmm. well, the cool thing about that is when you think about it as a pretzel is did this always happen? Like I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. So like if If you going back in time, like let's say he really did affect Marilyn Monroe, so she became the person that she came. So somehow he had always been back in time to do that for her. There you go. Ah,
3: So
2: so it was a ready plan for him to go back in time and be the inspiration that she met or something to become the Marilyn Monroe that we know. Yeah. So it was always just like that loop is just constant. Like it's it's weird to think about it that way. It's like would. Mm -hmm. If he didn't go back in time, would we have Marilyn Monroe? Like, if she hadn't met him to inspire, inspire her to keep, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly, it's like exactly. yeah, if he hadn't gone back yeah. in time, would we have her now? And so, that's, it's just so many things to think about with time Just. So, yeah, cause and, and I'm in, like, does that the, just keep going?
0: <laughs> right, like because <laughs> the you further reaches,
2: reaches. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, well, I was just going to kind of cap that with saying, like, yeah, the further reaches of the timeline if you're thinking of it that way, like that already exists too. Like if you're going to talk about the past and whatever changed because of him time traveling, well then, like you said, like him coming back, that like was already there as well. You know? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do y'all
2: anyway,
0: watch The
2: Flash on the CW? The Flash? The do you um, anybody no. watch The Flash? Mm-mm.
3: Okay.
2: So the, I the haven't, first, no. The first season was so cool with how they did the time travel because it was like, it was the same thing, like a descendant of Barry's, Barry Allen as the Flash, yeah. um, the like, the his a descendant of his of some of his friend is someone who was going to go back in time and kill his parents, and so it's like, so what the guy did was he ended up. Well, I don't want to ruin it for you in case you. No, no, me. no. Go ahead. Um, he ended up murdering himself in the present So his future offspring Couldn't be born to go back And kill Barry's parents oh, and It was just like this weird
3: dang. It, it
2: was just it was crazy was You crazy. know what I'd do
3: I'd buy Bitcoin if I went to the past <laughs> 100% <laughs>
2: I <laughs> do, they <would> go back.
0: <laughs> Why stop there? Google, you'd you'd buy like Google oh, stock the, stock the, on the ground
3: floor, yeah. Amazon, I, all that stuff. I man. remember when Apple was nine dollars. They had just come out with the with the translucent imax
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
3: it was nine dollars, and now it's like $350 and it split like five times already. It's so weird.
2: <laughs> That's crazy.
3: <laughs> oh, what a time! But I know, I know, way back in the day.
2: I was like, probably I had that foresight back then. I
3: know. I I was more concerned about, you know, stupid parties and drinking and shit like that. Me too,
2: yeah. I I look at the kids nowadays and not even kids, but like, I guess it's the teenagers and stuff like that. They just, they're doing so much. I mean, a part of me is like really proud of them for that. And a part of me is a little sad because I feel like they have to be so caught up in these world events. They don't get to really be the teens, especially Mm -hmm. the teens who have had to deal with these mass shootings in their schools. Like, it was just something, I didn't even think about that type of thing happening when I was in elementary. Like, the thought of somebody coming into the school when I was a kid, I never, ever, out. ever thought about it. And now, like, these kids go to school every day, and they're probably always wondering, like, is somebody in my school? And that was oh, never man. even, oh, yeah. you know, they, it's just crazy.
3: You no, know, well, it really, was like, uh, well, back then it was just Columbine. You know, Columbine happened, and people were, were like, wow, wow, okay, you know. once It was something that didn't happen at all.
0: Well, I just remember
3: being in a state of
0: shit. Cause I remember when that happened, um, I was just like, here, I'll, I'll give away my age a little bit. Well, I just, I don't, whatever. Skip the noise listeners. no, I'm 42. So I was <laughs> like, I was just like a year out of high school or maybe two. Yeah. I think like maybe one, one or two years out of high school. Cause it was like 99. Right. When combine happened. Yeah. And so I remember, just being in a state of shock while that was on the news like whoa like that like that that's a thing that can happen
2: yeah whereas
0: now whereas now like my kids it's so sad like when they first I mean I'm kind of used to it now my, my oldest is 12 but when she when you know she was the the first one like coming up through school and stuff and I remember her telling me about like the bad guy drill and all these things they do. I'm like, God, like it broke my heart. Cause I'm like, that's like part of their reality now. I mean, we had fire drills and we had yeah, whatever, fire. but we <laughs> yeah, have fi- fire. Yeah. But that's, that just, doesn't have the same, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, steam just- to it that the bad guy drill where they actually have to think in their head that there might be a guy and there's a possibility that that's true. That guy could come in with a, a you know automatic rifle and start gunning people down. Like that wasn't even a concept in my head when I was right. like in let's say fifth grade. You know,
2: you felt safe in school. Like most, you might yeah. get into a fight with a with a classmate. Or at my right. school, we had meet you at the gate. You know, a little fist fight. The <laughs> oh, right. uh, we had this gate on the way home if you walked to school, and that was it. You didn't think everybody's got a knife or, oh, or shooting. Okay, you're gonna be quiet now. Okay, go <laughs> Yeah, just this, yeah. this is sad. That's for like us. That. It was
3: meet you at the back of the gym. You know,
1: yeah, of, yeah. The back of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Ours was a
0: um, there was a little like a big open field uh, like in front. Of, no, I'm sorry, it was the back of the the school, like the property, and that was so it'd be like every Friday. So whoever had like beef during the week, you know the. <laughs> Then it would show up like it would be. Oh, this it'd be like a whole like fight card. There'd be like, well, this guy, you know, whatever Jimmy and him, and blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> there'd be like a whole lineup, but it would go down Friday in this field. So, like, whatever whoever had little altercations throughout the week, it was like, all right, cool. Well, Friday it's going down, and then there'd be like a group of people in a circle, like, like the teachers always try to get in on it, like
2: they try to be the no yeah, they try yeah. our guidance counselor run into the gate and be like. Yeah. Break it up, break it no, no, up. No, no,
3: no, don't.
2: So <laughs> And I mean, th- not that that was great, but it was just l- a lot less, like, I mean, fist fighting, like, nobody fist fights anymore. The first thing people want to do is grab a mm. gun or a, a knife. knife, knife. Or, I'm just like, okay, like, we just can't go back to the day where we just kind of handle it. And then, like, the next day you were friends anyway. Like, I'm actually good friends with two girls mm. that I had a fight with, in, uh, <laughs> in, in, in ele- one in elementary school and one in uh, high school. And we're friends on basic. You would never even know. It's just something so, you know, girls being girls, something stupid, probably a boy or something, you know. And it's funny. We laughed about it. I was like, do you remember when we got in a fight in fifth grade? <laughs> like, no, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't, that's with, the thing. Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually nobody, friends with a
3: uh, guy who's stupid bullying me in, in elementary school. I'm his friend oh, on wow. Facebook now. Yeah. I'm like, hey, <laughs> see his kids and stuff. and.
0: But yeah, nobody. That's the thing. I mean. Uh, I mean, obviously the potential, like at the extreme end of the example, yes, there's, I guess, a possibility for death. But my point is like, yeah, elementary school fistfights, nobody's going to die or in middle school. You know, nobody's going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Like in nine times out of 10, like you said, you'd you'd resolve it. There'd be and then a lot of times. Yeah. you. Put, I had I became friends with somebody, too. I got into, like in seventh grade had a fist fight in homeroom or whatever. And then two days, two days later, we were like laughing around in the uh, laughing in the hallway. And the teacher looks, at I remember she looks and she has her eyes wide open. She's like, what's the point? She's like, look, now you're your friends. Like, what the hell are you doing two days ago? But that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a natural part because that's the thing. It, it's kind of a natural part of human interaction. You know, um, you, you almost got to let them do that. To where, and man, this—I just thought of this right now. You got to wonder if not letting that kind of stuff happen, because it's gonna, is leading to these pent up, um, you know, where these these worse ramp. And not to take this to a like dark darker place, but we were talking about school shootings, I guess, so it's not completely out of bounds. <laughs> but like, you know, these mass shootings, because we brought this up on the show a couple of shows ago, where it's like, what is up with these? young men from probably most of the time the age from like 20 to 25 right there's that transitional from from uh you know being a a child into an adulthood you know in our culture doesn't have any kind of rite of passage right so there's no there's no announcement that like here you are here's here's your adulthood it's just kind of like well eh, some of them kind of get it if they got good parents some of them don't and whatever is just kind of figure it out and get a job yeah. So, but if, if you're not dealing with those acute altercations, right. Like, like a fist fight, cause that's what it is. It's, it's, it's in your face. Like it's something you have to deal with. Somebody's throwing fists at you and you either, you know, either get hit and you're, you're done or you throw a swing back. But like, if that never happens, it all builds up like in your head and it starts, the gears start turning and it goes one direction. Maybe you're okay with it. Maybe you resolve it or maybe it, it festers and then you feel like, you know, you never did anything. And then all of a sudden, 21, you're able to procure a, a, a weapon that can kill a lot of people. And then now that's your outlet, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think maybe. sometimes. So I in other words, I was. A correlation. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I really do. And, and so my kids today, uh, the two elementary, like I said, I got four. So I got them at all different schools. I got one in middle school, two in elementary, one in daycare. So the two elementary kids got off the bus. And uh, my daughter was like, yeah, there was a fight, like somebody got, but I was almost like relieved, like, whoa, that still happens. Like on the bus, like <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Like what happened? Did they get in trouble? You know? And I was asking him about it. I was almost shocked. Like, oh, wow. I That's first I've heard. Cause you know, I, I don't think my sons had like a fist fight or something. Like I've asked him before, like, oh, hey, do you have, you know, I, Shoot! By the time I was in fifth grade, I had probably been in like ten or fifteen, like you know, little yeah. little fights. And nobody—I never died, you know. Nobody really got
3: hurt <laughs> that bad. You know, um, how to take an ass whooping—that's
2: yeah.
0: First, yeah, you yeah you no, up Or you
2: put the beating down, then, or like you like put that. the beating down. Yeah, but then
0: you know, also you also know what you realize because I remember the 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 handful of times that I actually came out on the better end of it. There was a sense of like I kind of felt like eh, like I. That wasn't really good. You know, I did what I had to do, but I don't feel good about, you know what I mean? Hurting somebody. Um, So there's that too. Like if you don't ever feel that part of the game, then you have this thing built up in your head that it's something else when, you know, anybody that's, that's had one of those can kind of tell you like, well, it's not really what, you know, it's not like what it is in the movies, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, And I I think, yeah. And I think just, I just, I do really think that, the lack something with this generation of what do you call it um why can't I think of my words tonight the entitlement because so much of like I don't know me growing up I didn't have a lot like we we were like a regular middle class family but there were some things I just couldn't do because we just didn't have enough money and that's fine um and I accepted it and now it just kind of seems like you said like if if things don't go my way I'm taking it out on the world like maybe they just have not Learn how to deal with disappointment or things not going right. And then they lash out or they never got to have this emotion. I also think with men, society still puts that silliness on there that men can't show emotion or. Things or they're weak or they're like a girl. And so, men, it seems like, I mean, a lot of our mass sh- shootings tend to be done by men. I'm, I'm trying to even think if there's ever been a girl one. Yeah, maybe damn, one. damn near
0: all. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. One. And so, I'm
2: yeah. like, is that because whenever they were upset and they tried to talk about it, people told them you can't show emotion? And then you, and so, they had to build up all this time. They had no, like, it, I feel like there's a lot of deepness to what you're saying, like, yeah, not but, experiencing mm-hmm. um, things not happening, like, things not going your way and not being able to express
3: emotion that built up over time. So, yeah. We were talking about this on the show last time about how, uh, how men, um, yeah, it's all men. And how it's, there's no manual on how to be a man, you know, you just kind of grow into it and hopefully you, you know, you you get to express Mm -hmm. yourself and, uh, you, you don't take it out on people. You know, I, I blame it on the, um, everyone gets a trophy mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah that's what I blame it on. You know, because you don't know how to deal with 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 failure or 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 when things don't go your way. You know, it's not going to go your way.
0: Yeah. yeah. You, know, you don't even they, they don't even have a concept of it. No, 80% you
3: know I mean? of the like, of the stuff you do in life is going to fail. That 20% is going to propel yeah. you forward. You know, if, if, if you excelled at 100% of everything, you I don't know, you'd probably die or something. I don't know. But you're going to fail at a lot of things. 80% of whatever you do is going to fail i don't know and and so maybe the good generation doesn't know how to deal with that but anyway yeah. that's just yeah, the way it is man when, when
2: anyway. you look at the generational history each generation has projected onto the next generation something that they got from the generation that raised them so i think the like what i was reading is the reason why like um baby boomers or gen xers uh have kind of raised their kids to the fact that you're a winner and, and all that is because they had it so hard from the generation that raised them. And they're like, I'm not going to raise my kids that way. I'm going to make my kids.
1: Right, right. Like never yeah. feel
2: bad about loss. And it, it's just, it's so interesting. Like that's a whole nother thing. That and personality types are something I could talk about forever. <laughs> personality types, But just like the spiral of like how they were raised by their parents, led them to raise their kids into this entitlement world. Where parents are calling, you know, they try to say millennials. Parents are calling jobs for the kids instead of like, you know, oh, my yes. son can't come to work today because oh, I'm like,
3: oh my man. god, I, oh yeah. yeah, that happens.
2: I yeah, I I was <laughs> like, well, are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah, it does happen. I know for a hundred for a fact, and Not whenever sure it does,
2: I, <laughs> I I can't like
0: I can't even like my mind can't even process that that's real. Nice. You know what I mean? Like I can't. I guess just because of how my parents were like my mom, I remember I got accused of uh, writing graffiti on a restroom and I legit, and like of all the thing I did do a lot of bad things, but that particular one I didn't do. So (laughs) whatever it was, my my mom had a gut feeling. So I got a call obviously from, uh, from the teacher or whoever called. And that was the only time where she like stood up for me. Um, I, I don't, I mean, she didn't stand up for it. What I mean is like every other time I got in trouble, I guess this is the bigger point. It was like, what the hell did you do? Like, why am I getting a call at home? Like, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't like my baby didn't do that. My baby, <laughs> he would never know. Like every single time I got a hug, like you better call the teacher. Like she'd make me call the teacher back and whatever, or like Apologize. one time. She, yeah. One time she made me write uh, the teacher a letter <laughs> talking about how like all these things she made me do wow and, and uh so yeah i mean that because of that like i i tended to respect the fact that i was in a position where you know they were calling the shots and uh you know i just had to be okay with that and right. uh you know it, but it, it, yeah that doesn't happen everybody's so defensive and uh no my baby didn't do that you're trying to <laughs> But you know, it's just like you're. Nobody's made out of glass. Like you're not gonna. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem. It's just like it, just thinking that, like you know, everybody's this uh, these fragile, you know, tri- the, the fine china, the fragile, yeah, the fine china and the cabinet.
2: And then yeah, they do become like, fragile later because he didn't let them break and heal late when they were younger. And right. I mean- You got to let them break yeah, and
0: heal, yeah.
2: I'm not a big Trump fan. I'm sure that's clear. Um, <laughs> but if you watch the documentaries that were kind of done before, like, you know, he became president. And, he, and he's just an example I'm thinking of. I'm sure there's tons. Where the family was able to bail them out of trouble a lot. I think like that also has a lot to do with your personality when you become a dog. Yeah, you know, because it's just like- you've never got really got in trouble because you're always, even if you did do something bad, you still kind of got out of it. You were always able to cover your behind or whatever, or your parents could pay money to bail you out and make it. Okay. So I think that also has effect too. It kind of allows yeah. you to be like, well, I can do whatever I want because I can get away with it. Even mm-hmm. if I know it's bad, you know?
3: Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, um, uh, change the subject a little bit. I was looking through your website right here. Um, to you went to comic, Yeah, you went to Comic Palooza? Um are you going to go this year?
2: Yeah, so I was really bummed about last year. Yeah, I yeah. pretty much have gone every year. except obviously last year. Um it's on my plans to try to go. Um I'm going to I'm going to go for press passes again. Um I would love to go cuz I didn't have pandemic last year either. I, yeah. I miss uh, my comics.
3: Yeah, do you go with do you go with dresses anything or?
2: Sometimes. So Uh, I went as Nick Fury one year. This is somewhere on that blog. And then I went as Supergirl. I went as Storm. And then sometimes going cosplay, I get really annoyed. And I'm not making my, like, I'm just putting things together. Like for the Storm when I wore a black zipper and black jeans. Like I'm not sewing or putting anything together. Um, Like real, real cosplayers. But it sometimes gets annoying because I'm like, I'm also there as press, So I'm like, I have this camera, this bag, this blah, And I got this, I had this Nick Fury costume on. So I had the like badge <laughs> and this, like the iPad, and this That's huge awesome. leather coat. Wow. And I was just going like, all in. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, okay, I have to go home and change. So I wore like Nick Fury, like the first beginning half of the first day of Comic Con, And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> then the next day I'll just usually wear my superhero <laughs> shirts like Captain America
3: shirts or Flash. There you go. Just kind of yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: like, okay, we're done. We'll do one day. <laughs>
3: I think uh, one the last year that I went, there was a lot of Negans, uh male and female. Uh, there was Negan a lot of from, uh Negans from uh The Walking Dead. Negan uh, with the so with a bat. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't watch zombie things because the one thing I think it, if zombies freak me out like vampires and stuff, no. But I'm like zombies can happen. And I don't know what it is about zombies. It freaks me out. But I know all like I know the walking dead is yeah. huge and but yeah, every, every year there's like something that's really yeah. big. Like one year there so many Spider Men. Like I was like, these men are very confident. Like there was
3: Spider Men. Like, <laughs> the like no team. kidding, guys. there were so know.
2: many Spider Men. I was like, wow,
3: fat Spider Man. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're not. <laughs> I saw a lot of different shaped Spider Men. We'll yes. say that
0: S- Spider Man is not. You're not hiding anything. Yeah, you there is. There is no
2: room for floss <laughs> <laughs> <the Spider-Man>.
3: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's,
3: uh, that's hilarious. Well, I am uh, yeah, I want to go this year. I think they moved it to July. I want to they say or... back
2: up to July. Yeah, I think yeah. they're trying to. I think they're trying to wait for more people to get vaccinated, and hopefully that will help. Because I think they had originally brought it back. They change it sometimes. Sometimes it's June. Sometimes it's Memorial Day weekend. I'll yeah. never forget the Memorial Day weekend it was of the Great Flood. Well, I call it the Great Flood. I forget what year twenty sixteen or whatever. <laughs> the great Flood. But that yeah. Sunday, <laughs> I had just got home, and that night, whatever that storm was, people got stuck at Comic Palooza at the convention they couldn't leave cuz the, the Comic Palooza goes into the evening with the adult <laughs> right. stuff at night um so people are there for movies or the burlesque show and stuff like that and they oh, got yeah, yeah, midnight yeah. they couldn't leave there was water they couldn't get out of the garages they they were stuck and I was like I had left earlier and I got home I was like Ooh. I
3: I went to the burlesque show the night before uh downtown uh, oh nice yeah, it was really cool. And I remember it was starting to rain on my way home. I was like, is this the storm that's coming? And sure enough, the next day, I mean, it was terrible. That was it. that was, yeah, that
2: that was it. see, Houston's always getting something crazy. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I <laughs> mean I had when I was up north, we had some little we had some things, but mostly snow storms, but you know, everyone knows who our snow. We just stay. Um, but it was a type company I've done with hurricanes, tropical storms, power outages, ice storms, winter storms, flooding. Oh. <laughs>
0: That's I like that's I fun. love you, I love it
2: though.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It's we ju- I I'm actually made that exact same comment a few episodes ago. Where, yeah, it feels like every two or three months there's some it's a hundred year whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this yeah, is the hundred year flood. Never no, has happened. Okay, well, it happens every two months because yeah. you know there's <laughs> so, there's some kind of disaster that's life changing. It's not the two month flood.
2: Two, it's not a hundred. years. Months. Months. Yeah, no,
0: it's not. Every every two weeks we. We'd have to buy, you know, hunker down and buy like supplies enough to fill a
3: bomb shelter. <laughs> no, you like know, uh, canned I goods think, uh, and toilet paper and Clorox. I think that the Maryland area floods pretty much every year uh, with a tropical storm oh. or hurricane. Yeah, it's not and they always say it's a 500 year flood. No, it's not. It's a it's, no, an it's annual flood.
2: People need to reanalyze these stats and then these yeah. year oh, yeah. anything <laughs> off that bayou, man. Anything off of like oh, yeah, it, Ireland, Brazewood, <laughs> all that like, come on. I, I'm, yeah, so I I'm think like, it's, Do the house for sale over here. I'm like, nope.
3: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> way. No way. Yeah. That so it's gonna to be live, terrible.
0: I used to live um, in this apartment complex called knob hill which is like its own zip code like there's it's there's like oh, seven gosh. different buildings it's massive it's right off of um the hell is it it's like chimney rock and Brazewood, i think it's like the common wall so, city yeah it is
3: 100 <laughs> <100% laughs> percent, it is
0: and so there's uh the bayou runs right behind it the uh braze a uh, braze a brace right God, i should I know man yeah. i'm a i'm a lifetime houston resident i should not know my replies but yeah i think it's raised bayou. And so there's like a walking bridge that goes over the top of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, when I lived, this was back in oh god, this is probably early 2000s. I lived there for a couple of years or whatever. And I remember when one of these like you know hundred year floods or whatever air quotes a uh, two week floods or whatever <laughs> it was the it was so high the water that like it was up to the bridge. So like you could put your hand, like you could go over this walking bridge and put your hand down where for, so if you're trying to visualize this normally, like there's a ditch, like the bayous, I would say the elevation on a typical um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. For people listening that are not from Houston, they're probably like, what the hell are you even talking about? So these body <laughs> <It's> waters <fun. laughs> that run, it's called, yeah, it, c- called uh, they run through the city. They're little kind of, stagnant canals. little sources of water that are disgusting yeah, yeah and they're we, call, filled and we with,
2: are called the bayou city
0: we are ah, right so right. for that's us it's it just it, for us it's just something that yeah. you it, it's it is what it is but yeah other places i forget sometimes don't have these running all the way through them so yeah these like rick said these canals that ah what, what would you say from like top to bottom as far as elevation goes maybe like 20 feet i guess probably yeah he's pretty
3: zero man yeah
0: something like that yeah so it's it's a it's a what do you call the sea level type of city right but these yeah so these canals are like 20 feet deep and then so these walking bridge uh over this particular one was probably elevated another maybe i don't know 10 feet over like kind of the level plane like sea level let's say so this water is like up to the damn bridge like you could reach down and like scoop it with your hand And then meanwhile, like everybody's car, like, you know, like hundreds of automobiles are just underwater and people's apartments. I never, so in all my years, I mean, I have a house now and, you know, I got kids or whatever we're out in the burbs, but like in my apartment uh, days, I never got a first floor apartment like ever (laughs) Uh, just because I lived one plate when I was, I was living with my dad. uh, There was, yeah, we lost, I forgot what storm that was
2: so God, many <laughs>
0: they, yeah there's so many like i can't even keep track i they, they they're all named i don't know if it was allison or whatever the hell but the entire first floor of this apartment complex and this is another like pretty big one it was like three a three-story uh apartment complex the first floor we luckily lived on the second floor the first floor completely for months later there was just carpet all over the street and oh stuff because they they literally wow. had to rip rip and re- redo the entire first floor of this. I mean, so I'm talking about like probably a thousand people, or I don't know, several hundred uh, people that you know had to get displaced because this thing. So yeah, water's no joke, man. It'll uh, it'll change your life in one way. It's oh. either coming, it's are either our pipes are busting or the, uh, you know. But anyway, so stay away from that. But yeah, I think we're we're getting to the point. We've we've done. This is a great. Man, Shazzy, I, thank you so much again for y'all. coming <laughs> Yeah, this, this is okay guy. We will definitely do it again. I have no yes, doubt. Yes, yes, um, you had to come back.
2: And I want to have Absolutely. you guys on my show too. I actually haven't had any guys oh. yet on Shazzy's World Live. What? Um, yeah, because I thought I was just going through. My, oh, no, wait, I'm lying. I had Clarence on there. We were talking about what happened on oh. January 6th. I had Clarence on there once. Um, but yeah, I want to I, get. I want to do way more. It's just I'm, I I was doing them on Sundays and now I, but like I work every single Sunday, so I keep trying to figure out a good time. My retail schedule yeah. changes every week, so it's hard to like schedule a exact time to do it every week.
0: I I feel you one hundred percent on that one. Yep. I know I know I know the pain in in trying to schedule. Just yeah, this show we have to kind of jump through hoops, but uh, we but you know we can catch you we at
3: Chaz's, Chaz's World, uh,
0: right?
2: Yep, yep. You can find me there on Instagram. Yep. And then all my yeah, link, everything's linked there. And your show is, yeah, it, and, is it on and,
3: Instagram or uh,
2: it's, I'm on that. Oh, let me put that in here. Yeah, Shazi's World Live. I just deleted all of my Instagram posts on accent. I'm gonna rebrand the post, but I do have all the videos, all my videos so far cool. are on uh Shazi's World on YouTube, youtube.com Shazi's World. They, awesome. all my all the previous lives that I've done are all on there now. Except so I have episode 15 to still get up there.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll, I'll put it. Yeah. And I'll um, I'll put uh, both uh, Instagrams for uh, Shazi and Doc on uh, in the show notes yep. or in the in the show description on. So wherever you get it. So that'll be available to you. And uh, yeah. And then Doc, too, you can find him. His podcast is Lamp Bicious Podcast. <laughs> He's on Instagram as well. And like I said, I'll, I'll put the print those out there. So when you get the show, you can look in there and make sure you follow them. Subscribe to their shows, all that good stuff. But we had a blast, uh yep. you know, in the yep. absence, unfortunately, the absence of uh Mexican Nostradamus. But he will be back. Like <laughs> I, 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 I just said, got to. I
2: just gotta the be will, yeah. His name? yeah, yeah,
0: no, it's a yeah. He's he's quite a quite a quite a character, uh, who who's got a reputation for predicting the future. That's no joke. We don't we didn't call him that. He earned the nickname in the development oh, wow. of the show. This okay. wasn't oh. something he. Yeah, Skip the Noise started. He was just Ben, and then about. I don't know, eight or nine episodes in, he, he earned that nickname. So, uh, so it's a real thing, but uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, Shazi, thank you again for coming on. This was a blast. We had a a really good time talking to you uh, doc as well. He had to go uh, at the break, but um, we really appreciated uh, him taking the time to be on the show as well. So uh, we'll definitely do it again, but uh, on that note, guys, we will see you next week and we'll explain the Ben will be back. I think by then, and we'll have a little, uh, you know, a moment to discuss uh, what went on this week for the, the Skip the Noise crew. It was, a, it was a rough week, but hey, we're strong. We pull together in tough times, as we always do. Uh, we've had to do a couple times since the show started, to be honest. And this is no different, more on the personal side. But once again, uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for us. And uh, keep listening. Keep telling your friends about it. And we'll see you next week. Take care.